game over. Continuing the tradition of bringing Tiger Cats fans together. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Welcome to the fifth quarter podcast. My name is Rick Samprin. After a record-breaking season on many fronts, the Hamilton Tiger Cats fell flat in the biggest game of 2019 losing 33-12 to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the 107th Grey Cup in Calgary. At 20 years and counting, Hamilton continues to search for that elusive championship. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Well, it was not a results any of us had expected. The Tiger Cats go into Calgary to take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Grey Cup 107 and it is the upset special as the bombers take down the tiger cats final score 33 to 12 man oh man there are a number of things to talk about tonight turnovers the mentality of both teams the execution of both teams injuries one team Simply, one team wanted it more tonight, and unfortunately, that was not the Hamilton Tiger Cats, for whatever reason. My name's Rick Samprin, and uh, yes, for the next hour or so, we will be chatting about tonight's Grey Cup. Winnipeg, for the first time since 1990, are Grey Cup champions. And for the Tiger Cats, they now hold the longest Grey Cup drought at 20 years and counting. So this might be a somber fifth quarter, and rightfully so, after a game like that, for a team like this, which won 15 games in the regular season, a franchise record high undefeated at home had never been done before winning seven games in a row going into the biggest game of the year and the tiger cats fell flat tonight 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell you can email your thoughts on tonight's gray cup performance that email address is rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm trying to broadcast live on CHML's Facebook page, but uh, so far, no luck with the uh, technology. It's uh, as amiss as the Tiger Cats were tonight. So hopefully we'll get that up and running in a matter of seconds, if not minutes. Uh, we'll vote for our player of the game. And by the end of the night, we will crown our fifth quarter fan of the night, the last fifth quarter fan of the night of 2019, and that is brought to you by Wizens Law. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's not waste any time because this show is for you, and sometimes you have to vent. And after a game like this, it's understandable that you will vent. So I will allow you to do that, and we'll start with Dave. Dave, how are you? Hey, Rick. Not a very good performance tonight, is it? Uh, I was going to ask you how you're doing, but I already know uh, the answer. Yeah, not not too well. I'm going to start off with saying this. Congratulations to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 
their players, their coaching staff, their fans have been waiting for a long time. If you take a look at the whole of tonight's game, they really deserved it. Top to bottom, that was the story of the game. Well, two stories of the game. Number one, Winnipeg's offensive line dominated Hamilton's defensive line, and Winnipeg's defensive line dominated Hamilton's O-line. Top to bottom, every which way, and, and twice on Sunday, and just There's happened no to be question about that. yeah it, it was it was a dominating performance and now, I, I don't I, know if you feel the same way that I did but I just thought Winnipeg wanted it more. Well, it, it's I don't know I, I'm I'm just going to start by saying you know, I'll get the player of the game out of the way I'm going to say Zach Claros just because it's really the only player I care about on Winnipeg so I'm 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 happy he won it so kudos to Zach Claros you know I have you know a little bit of heart for him and 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 I'm happy for the guy that being said. This season ended in what you could say is typical tie cap fashion. And, you know, you go 15 and three, three losses by a combined 12 yards. There isn't a game this year they're out of, and they go into the Grey Cup and they look like the BC Lions of week one to eight. That's, that's a great way to put it. You know, I'm just so disappointed. It's, it's just unbelievable how unprepared you look at coach of the year Steinauer won it maybe it should have been O'Shea because tonight proved which team was better prepared for tonight's game yeah I can't disagree with that at all can't it's disagree just, with that at all I've just never seen, been so disappointed as a Ticat fan I was saying to my family I tweeted a picture of our whole family watching it tonight I said you know I, I had a couple drinks I was like I am more nervous about tonight than any other great cup I've watched because tonight we are the clear favorite. Fifteen and three. No one even came close to us. Even the losses we had, we should have won. And then you come tonight, and this team looked like it wasn't even the same league as Winnipeg. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Anyhow, I just like I like to thank you, Rick, for doing the fifth quarter all year. You know, there's a lot of us that uh, uh, like to have you to vent out to, and to you know. Uh, be happy with as well. So I'd like to thank you for a beautiful season of fifth quarter. And you know what? Next year, the Ticats are back. And whether they go 15-3, and 14-4, and 13-5, or 12-6, or six, we're still Ticat fans, and we'll be cheering them to the end. Well said. Thanks a lot, Dave. Love you, bud. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, I don't think this Facebook Live thing is working today. It, it, it just must be one of those days where nothing goes right for the Ticats and anything associated with it. <sighs> Mentioned the O and the D lines, uh, turnovers. Like, what the heck? First two possessions, interception, fumble, and it's 7 nothing Winnipeg. And this, I mean, the final score was 33-12. to It could have been 63-12. to With the amount of turnovers that Hamilton committed tonight, 7 and Winnipeg scored 10 points off those seven turnovers. Ten. Dave, number two, calling into the program. Hey, Dave. Oh, Rick, deflating uh, deflating loss. I agree with you 100%. Winnipeg wanted it more. They came out to play. The Cats, the cats uh, they just never, the Cats uh, just didn't seem like they were had their head in the game or any intensity. Came out flat. I don't know what the disconnect was here, but uh, it's very sad. Um yeah, you can't win with the turnovers. You can't win when your lines are getting beat up. Uh, a quarterback gets no time. Um, it was just an all-around. They picked a bad t- 
time to have a terrible game. Yeah, it was it, it was the worst time to have like their worst game. Really they, they weren't even close to this bad at any point of the season. Like, not even close. No, and uh, I just uh, it's just, it's it's going to take time to get over some things. Especially, I was afraid of them coming out overconfident. I don't know if that was the issue, or they bought into the hype, or they they just just couldn't put it. To, just came out flat. I the answer is that only they know. Um, but then when they came out on fire, and uh, we didn't. Uh, that's uh, from the first couple plays you could tell when a pig was uh all out uh going against they they, they came for dane evans and our offensive line didn't have an answer for them and uh like you said they got a uh the defensive line couldn't get any pressure on claris and they couldn't stop the run for the most part again um at one game where montreal ran over all over them too if you remember so uh it's just heartbreaking i feel bad for everybody in the all the tie cat fans and bob young and I don't know that I, it's just, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, it's going to be hard to regroup and, uh, I know they're going to have a good team next season. Um, but, uh, it's still, it's a tough loss. It's shocking. It is absolutely shocking. shocking. Uh, Hey, who's your player of the game tonight? I, I just don't have one. I really, I don't, uh, I can't think of anybody on the cats and, uh, you know, I never, I never go at the opposition. So that's always been my rule. You could, even the Kolaris, he had a good game, but I wouldn't say he was stellar. He'd look at his numbers, you know. What, 200 yards of passing, maybe? Uh, Kolaris ended with uh, 170. So there you go. They're hardly great cup star numbers. So people, I, I like Kolaris. You know, I always liked him. Uh, good for him, but uh, he was on the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Dave, appreciate the call. Enjoy and the rest of the weekend. Next, talk to you next season. Rich. You got it. Just one of those years. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say my player of the game is Andrew Harris. I mean, he was phenomenal. Not not only was Winnipeg's offensive line tremendous, but Harris was just incredible today. 18 carries, 134 yards on the ground, one touchdown. He had five catches for 35 yards, including that 18-yard TD reception. And by the way, we're now finally live on CHML's Facebook page. Technology has indeed started to cooperate with us so you can also chime in on chml's facebook page if you do have some thought well i know you have some thoughts on today's game uh, vote for your player of the game and you could be the fifth quarter fan of the night brought to you by wizens law 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell you can email your thoughts on today's game rick at 900 chml.com on Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Zamprin. Here's an email from Tom, who says, Sad end to an outstanding season. Full credit to the Bombers. Jeffcote and Jefferson were unbelievable. They and the rest of the defense made the best offense in the league looked inept. Evans was under duress all night long. Caleros was steady. No turnovers for Winnipeg. I lost count of Hamilton's. See you next year. Tom from Guelph. And uh, email from Steve. I think we should all be proud of the Ticats for giving us a great season. Turnovers didn't help for sure, but I think what really did the Cats in was sloppy tackling on defense. Player of the game, Andrew Harris. And we'll do one more email before we get back to the phones. This one from Dave. Cats came out flat and never recovered. A great season over. Heartbreaking for all in Ticat Nation. Back to the phones. We have Jeff in Saskatchewan. Jeff, how are you? Yeah, I've been better, Rick. How are you? 
Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm I don't know, flabbergasted, shocked. I did not expect this tonight. Uh, you know, I can echo a lot of what your other callers have said tonight about uh, the, the defensive and the offensive lines. So you take a look at the, the three games to, they lost to Calgary, Saskatchewan, and uh, to Montreal, and and all those games they got they got run over. And I said to some buddies in Winnipeg today, I said, if you guys can run the ball, you got a pretty good chance. And lo and behold, uh, that's what happened. We got the ball ran right down their throats, and uh, as good as the offensive line has been. Um, I think maybe there's got to be some looking at maybe some tweaking, tweaking of that offensive line for next year too, because they looked a little, a little slow. And I'm going to give Jeff Coat and Jefferson a lot of credit, but that that old line kind of looked a little slow tonight to me. And you know what? It looked very good all season long. I mean, they had a number of running backs. They had two different starting quarterbacks, um, and they and they played great. But tonight, they were bad. That's. That's being that's being polite saying that they were bad, but uh, you know, and Sutton ran the ball well tonight. I was surprised at how well he was able to run the ball tonight, but they just could not pass block those two ends. And uh, you know, when Evans needed to to make a pass, um, either it was through uh, Ackland's hands and picked off, or Jones had that one down at the four yard line, which would have been a big turning point too. Had he had caught that ball, he would have been down maybe. Maybe a touchdown early in the fourth quarter, and he dropped it and got hurt. And losing Banks didn't help either. So it's just a tough one all the way around. I kind of stopped watching uh, halfway through the fourth quarter. So, well, I don't blame you. It was tough to watch. Do you have a player of the game tonight? Winnipeg's offensive line. All right, good choice, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Talk to you next year, Rick. You got it, Jeff from Saskatchewan. Yeah, this one's going to be hard to swallow all off season and. You know, there's going to be a number of players who are not going to be back next season. I mean, Jeremiah Masoli might be one of them. He might go to Ottawa or Toronto or another team that needs a quarterback, and I really can't think of one right now. Might be Winnipeg. I mean, all three of Winnipeg's quarterbacks are free agents. Pete on Twitter says, Ugh, what a letdown. Bruce, Andrew Harris, hands down. Oh, you meant a Ticat player of the game. No, you can, hey, you can vote for... Winnipeg, I did. Andrew Harris is mine. Abe says the Cats walked into this game thinking they had already won. Tamara says Dane, Speedy, a close second. I don't know where the rest of the team went. And Jim says we got to 15 wins because we controlled both the O and D lines throughout the season tonight. We controlled neither, and the results speak for themselves. We'll see them again next year in Regina with different results. Already calling a Ticats Bombers rematch uh, one more tweet before we get back to the phones not going to lie this hurts seven turnovers six sacks three starters injured did the team bus run over a leprechaun or something worst game the cats played in 2019 outclassed in every phase nothing to do but reset for next year hashtag thanks for the memories hashtag fifth quarter 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's go to the phones. Alan is called into the program. Hey, Alan, welcome to the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, that's the word that comes to mind, absolutely shocked. Yeah. Well, you know, Rick, I'm just going to say that, you know, that, that's freaking disappointing, uh, that effort. And I'm going to put this entire thing, Rick, on this coaching staff. This team was not ready to play today. I think they, 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 they got sucked into all this arrogance they had here that they're going to walk in 
after a 15-game season uh, win and, and win this game and take it from Winnipeg. Well, you know what? They weren't prepared to play. They came out flat as hell. Okay, they made no adjustments the second half. Uh, we already talked about the O and the defensive line were absolutely brutal. There's no other word. They stunk, both of them. Okay, that's pathetic. Their tackling was a joke. There was no adjustment at the at the half. Uh, like you can go on and on and on. But this team wasn't ready for to play, and that lays right on the coaching staff. Absolutely, it's a hundred percent their fault. Uh, Winnipeg was ready. Good on, on, on O'Shea and his coaching staff. They had those guys ready to go. And this team came in here on the laurels and thought they were going to walk in here and just walk out with a, with a, with a great cup. Well, you know what? That didn't happen. And they got their asses handed to them. Uh, and and, and that, that's unexcusable. And you know what? There better be some changes made. And I'll tell you one guy that drives me insane. I've said this for two years. You know what? He's the worst receiver I've ever seen in my life. Is that Jones. Like, honest to God, he did nothing all year. He drops that ball there on the three-yard line. It wouldn't make a big difference. He's absolutely brutal. And if they make one change next year, get the hell rid of that guy. He stinks. He did nothing all year. He drops another key ball. And look at Winnipeg's receivers. They're tough as nails. They hold on to balls. We're dropping balls. You know, Addison and these guys are great. But that Mike Jones stinks. I've never liked him. And I hope to God to get rid of him. But this relies on the coaching staff, and they should be embarrassed with themselves. And that offensive defensive line, are you kidding me? Come on. Like, honest to God, is that the performance you put in? That was a joke, Rick. That's all it was, an to- absolute total disaster and a joke. And the coaches should be ashamed of themselves. We were out coached offensively. The creativity that they showed o- o- offensively was twice as good as ours. We made no adjustments at halftime. The defense couldn't stop my grandmother from running the ball. Like, seriously? Come on. Hey, Alan, how much blame do you put on the players for not being ready for this game? Uh, you know what? I guess it's part of it, Rick. But you know what? You talk about building a culture. You know, like, there's a reason why New England Patriots win all the time. You know, they say they go into the locker room, and it's very simple. Do your job, okay? There's no, you know, Steinhardt is going around smiling and laughing at everything, and everything's great. You know, that's okay to do that, I guess. But you know what? Come in there and do your job and get the job done. Uh, and, and sure, the players didn't respond, but I think they bought into this crap about being so good and they're going to walk in here and win. And that, that's all the coaches have to bring these guys down to earth and say, hey, you know what? We won nothing here. The 15 games mean absolutely nothing unless we win today. This is professional sport. This is not for a hobby. So as far as the 15 season go, good for that. But it means absolutely zero when you get your ass handed to you in a game like this. And that was a total embarrassment for that. Like, that's a joke. That was an absolute disaster of a game. Like, it really was. Okay? Honest to God. They couldn't do anything. Their tackling was absolutely brutal. Like, brutal. And look at the the Winnipeg receivers holding on the ball. They're tough over the middle. They're not dropping it. And except for a couple of guys, like, you know, poor Luke Pastor. I don't know if they threw him the ball all night. I don't know. Addison is great. But, of course, you know, like, you know what I feel about that Mike Jones? Like, he stinks. Okay, and of course, Brandon Banks gets hurt again. God love him. He's a great receiver, but he's small. So he gets one on the hip. He goes out. But, you know, we got no toughness in receivers. Uh, and and I, I thought Sutton ran the ball really well. I, I like him. He, he runs like a tank. But, you know, the, the offensive-defensive line should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. And they just thought they were, they were too good, especially defensive line. All we heard about how good the defensive line was. Well, you know what, fellas? You better look in the freaking mirror. Because you just got outplayed, like, tremendously by the defensive line for the for Winnipeg and good for them 
But this coaching staff's got to be accountable for this. And you know, I hope people don't blow it over by saying, oh, we won 15 games once. You know what? That means nothing. It really doesn't. It's about getting to the game and winning it. And it's nice to win the regular season, but it's all about winning and showing up with that lack of an effort. It's, it, it's disheartening. You know, you, you lose on a last-minute field goal, that's one thing. You get blown out like that, that's an absolute travesty. It really is. And the coaching staff's got to be accountable for that. Hey, Alan, who's your player of the game tonight? Oh, you have to give it to Harris, but, you know, in all due respect, he had holes to run through. My grandmother could have ran through half those holes. So, you know, he's a hell of a player. Good for him. He played great. But let's face it, Rick, if you go back and look at the film, like what running back could have ran through those holes? At times, you could have ran a tractor through the holes that he was running through. So he's a great player, and I hand it to him. But, you know, they, 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 the defensive line, seriously, come on. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of holes to fill, and they better understand now that you don't come into a game and just get it handed to you. They got, their, they got it handed to them all right tonight by, by a team that was ready to play, that was well-coached, and didn't buy into all the hype and the crap all, all week. And uh, good on Winnipeg, but looks very bad on this coaching staff. They didn't have these guys ready to prepare, and that's their job. Winnipeg certainly deserved the win tonight, Alan. Appreciate the call. Yep. Well, Alan's teed off. That's okay. This is what this show is all about. This is part of the of the grieving process. We're, we're going to allow you to vent. On CHML's Facebook page, Michael says, let's hear the excuses. Heather writes, thanks for a great season team. Jack says, agree with that caller, not prepared at all. Aliska says, when it mattered, they choked. Better luck next year. Glenn says, this guy, Alan, is on the ball. And Margaret writes, I'm crying in my Irish tea here. Sad to watch this game tonight. Winnipeg came prepared. Tiger Cats did not. I was hoping for a parade another year. Back to the email. This is Randy in Oakville. Hello, Rick. I wanted to say how much I enjoyed this past year. The Tiger Cats made incredible improvements and have made huge successes and gains. A season with effective coaching and players who stepped up and made this season a good one. I will not talk about tonight's game, although it was a fantastic halftime show. As a big fan, I want to thank you, Rick, for another exciting fifth quarter season. It is just a super and unmatched postgame show of which you and the participating fans should be greatly proud. Good night, Rick. Randy from Oakville. Thank you, Randy. Um, Hey, the callers make this show. 100%. I'm almost like the Bombers, or I'm almost like Andrew Harris, according to Allen. I mean, anybody can run through the hole. Uh, yeah, I just create the hole, and you guys run through it. Uh, back to the phones we go, and Anthony's been waiting a while. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Hey, Rick, how are you? Ah, uh, again, shocked not comes so to great. mind. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Uh, I don't know. What like I, just, I I did not predict this at all. Right. I just want to thank you, and I want to congratulate you on your show. I think you do a great job. The granddaddy of all post game sports shows. I think Michelak and Alan and those guys would have been proud. Thank you. Um, um I I just a couple of things I want to bring up. Um, you know, could you have scripted the Calaris thing any better? I mean, he gets hit by, I phoned you on the, after that first Saskatchewan game. And I thought it was a cheap shot and got, and a lot of your callers were calling in and saying, well, they shouldn't suspend him because he doesn't make a lot of money. And then we argued that, Hey, you know, if you make a million dollars, uh, suspend him. If you make $50,000, by all means, go out and kill somebody. Anyway. Uh, Simone Lawrence took that shot. I mean, he bounced around a few teams, comes back for Winnipeg, and, and beats them. You know. And by the way, where was Simone Lawrence tonight? Yeah, he was invisible. I'm sorry to say, invisible. he was Perfect invisible. Part. Totally invisible. And privately, I know this for a fact that he talked about him being, 
you know, um, a wimp and this and that. I don't know what the exact words were. And the next time he was going to get him good. And, you know, Don Cherry talks about the hockey gods. These are the football gods. They've come out and they've done their thing tonight. You know, this was about racking up 50 points against the Argos and smiling away on the sidelines. You don't do that. Granted, the Tiger Cats have the best coaching staff in the league. Orlando Steinauer, he was the first choice of the Ottawa Red Blacks when they resurrected their team, but he couldn't come back uh, from California, wherever he was. He's got two amazing assistant coaches. I mean, they took a backup quarterback, and they were 15-3. and three. I mean, you mentioned Masoli, but it wasn't Masoli that racked up that record this year. So, yeah, Masoli might move on, but, you know, I think the Ticat fans are being a little bit hard uh, a little bit hard on their team tonight. They were just simply outplayed, you know. Um, I'm glad, personally, I'm glad to see it on Simone Lawrence. I think he's dirty. I think he's, he did it again later on in the season. Same sort of hit, shoulder pad to the head. Wasn't even called. Um, but he doesn't need to be that way. He's talented enough, and he just doesn't need to be that. But, you know, he's a little bit off the handle. But, you know, I, I, they're writing the whole season off, you know. Um, if they keep their, their coaching staff and their assistant coaches in, intact, um, they could easily be back there next year. Um, you know, or I think Orlando Steinauer is going to be back, but uh, the offensive coordinator, there's talk of him going to a uh, um, head coaching job in Ottawa or Toronto or wherever. But, um, I mean, they, they have the best coaching, but they were just simply outplayed today. You know, and as far as player of the game, well, definitely Harris, but on the Cats side, I don't know. I'd say maybe uh, Haralahu. He was he was virtually perfect. Maybe Addison. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, you know the hippies called it karma. But when you were racking up fifty points against the Argos early in the season, I thought, geez, I don't know if that's Steinauer or what. But the buck stops with you, buddy, and call off the dogs. You don't need to do that. And uh, that's all I've got to say, really. All right, Anthony. Appreciate the call. All right. Tweets from Brian at Rick Samprin, not even close with a sad face emoji and a hashtag Ticats. Allen says, oh man, Rick, another Grey Cup disappointment out West. Can't turn the ball over as much as we did tonight and expect to win on the grandest stage. Well-fought battle this season. Cheers to the team and all the fans. Oski wee wee, folks. Oski wee wee. Hashtag fifth quarter. Jim says, congrats to the Bombers. They had a better game plan and executed it to perfection. Great Ticat season, but ends like 1998. Perhaps 2020 will be our 1999. Was really looking to start a dynasty till next year, Rick. And uh, RH says, how on earth was this team so woefully unprepared? They got beat in every aspect of this game. To lay an egg like this is 100% on the coaching staff. A great year. But this is the lasting memory, and no doubt about it. The taste in the mouth, not only of Ticats players, but Tiger Cats fans, as we're hearing tonight, is palpable. This is not going to go away for a long, long time. We're going to take our first break of the fifth quarter. When we come back, more of your phone calls. We have Harold, Jason, Brian, and Rod. Lots more tweets, emails, and Facebook messages to get to as well. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. What's gnawing at you? This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML.
I'll not much of a party tonight as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are Grey Cup champions for the first time since 1990, and the Tiger Cats now own the longest Grey Cup drought. They haven't won, as we know, since 1999, and, well, maybe 2020 is the year, but the sad thing is we will have to wait until at least this time next year to find out if the drought we will come to an end. 905-645-3221, star 9900, the telephone numbers to call. If you can't get through, don't worry, try again. We'll eventually get you on. Uh, Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. You can send me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game as well. At Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Uh, yes, we're on Facebook Live. It took us some trying I think it had something to do with the Wi-Fi or something. I don't know. But we are on the air on CHML's Facebook page as well, so you can chime in there as well. A fifth-quarter fan of the night will be anointed for the final time this season as well. That is brought to you by Wizens Law. A tweet from Richard at AM900CHML. Cats outplayed, outcoached, outclassed. Congrats to the best QB Cats had in the last 20 years, Zach Caleros. Tweet from Brad. What a useless game. Hamilton's O-line ruined the game for Hamilton. And Kingsley says, 29 years, drought is over. Hashtag Blue Bombers, hashtag Great Cup 2019. Kingsley, obviously a Bombers fan. One more tweet. I saw it come in. I wanted to give it some mention on the air. Uh, This one from Jeff. Uh, the last fifth quarter is always depressing, but this is hard to put words to. Thank you for another great season, uh, and thank you, Dane Evans and Coach O and everybody else. So, yes, a sad uh, turn of events, a sad Grey Cup for Ticats fans uh, all over the world as Winnipeg wins the 107th Grey Cup 33-12. to And the word that I'm using tonight to describe this performance, this result, is... Shocking. Absolutely shocking. I did not expect a bomber's blowout of the Tiger Cats, but that's what we got. Tom on CHML's Facebook page says, not even close. Uh, Frank says, we'll be back. Bruce writes, that was an embarrassment of a game by the Ticats. In my opinion, they went in overconfident and thought they had this before the game even started. I will always be a Ticats fan, but again, to be honest... That was a total embarrassment tonight. Thanks, Rick, for once again hosting the fifth quarter. Have a great offseason to you and all the fans. And Wendy writes, Argos hold the longest Grey Cup drought. Well, no, that's not exactly correct. Argos won it just... When when, when did they last win it? 2016. So, uh, yeah, much... uh, Not as long as 1999, that's for sure. Uh, final stats tonight for Dane Evans, and um, he started bad and, and just was subpar all game as far as I'm concerned. 16 of 27, 203 yards, one TD, two interceptions, uh, was sacked numerous times, uh, fumbled the ball. Not very good tonight. Not good enough. Not nearly good enough. Tyrell Sutton, 11 carries for 86 yards. He was okay. He had an okay game, but again, the Cats are playing from behind. Now, you can run the ball because that uh, Winnipeg D-line is uh, playing the pass, thinking that the Ticats are going to try and mount- come back through the air. Uh, Jalen Acklin, the Hamilton Tiger Cats leading receiver tonight, five catches for 88 yards. Brandon Banks, who left the game 
uh, sometime in the third quarter with a lower body injury, some suggesting it's a hip injury, six catches for 72 yards. And Braylon Addison, three catches tonight for 30 yards and a touchdown. Uh, touchdown. Laram Haralahu, two for two on field goals. And the leading tacklers for the Cats tonight, Cariel Brooks and Tunde Adelike, both with six. All right, back to your phone calls, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's take a look at who's been waiting the longest, and that is Harold, who's out in Ancaster. Harold, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Rick. Uh, I'm disappointed that uh, we lost, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I don't think it's that bad. I don't... I, I don't um, I don't think it was coaching. I don't think the players were overconfident. I think Hamilton just got outplayed. Um, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. Um, you know, but it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, you know, I, I think Dane Evans is a great quarterback. Uh, Hamilton had a phenomenal year. Steinhauer is a good coach. I don't think it's a coaching problem. Um, we'll just try again next year. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm disappointed, but I, I'm, I don't think it's as bad as some people uh, are making out to be. I, I mean, quite honestly, in sports, you have to realize the other team wants to win it, too. Um, That's very true. There are two teams on the field. Yeah, and uh, let's face it. Uh, Winnipeg made some phenomenal plays. I mean, some of those pass catches and some of those runs were just uh, insane, you know. Uh, and uh, Winnipeg was able to put it all together, and they deserve congratulations. I'm happy for Zach Calaris because I was scared to death that he was going to get another concussion. I'm happy that he won the Grey Cup, and I hope that. He retires because I'm really concerned about his health issues. Well, that's he would certainly go out on top. I'm not sure if he's going to do that because he's a free agent and might be thinking, "Hey, I can I can cash in and and go play for Ottawa or uh, you know stay in Winnipeg or or who knows what." Well, the the only thing that scares me is that uh, when you're talking about concussions. Uh, one more concussion could put him in a wheelchair, and I'd hate to think that he would end up his career that way. Yeah, no one wants to see that. I, Who? You know, I mean, I'd rather see him going on top. Who's your player of the game tonight, Harold? Uh, it's got to be it's got to be Zach Galaris. Uh, he 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 did everything right. Uh, he was really really good, and he avoided uh, he avoided the really bad sacks. So I. I, I, like I said, I'm glad. I'm glad for him. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. Um, and I just hope he retires on top. Well, we shall see. Harold, appreciate the call. Already. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. You can email Rick at nine hundred chml dot com as uh, Alan did. He says, "Hi, Rick. I'm stunned and sad, but I'm more stunned. What happened tonight? Our offensive line fell apart and couldn't protect Dane Evans for the life of him. Feels like we came in overconfident, and Zach Caleros was on a mission, and he accomplished his first Great Cup win. I heard rumors on social media that some of the players were staying out past their curfew and could have taken them off their game. The defense was missing tackles all night. Sometimes it took five to six players to take down Harris." 
and would completely miss a tackle. Mike Jones had a great catch at the five-yard line and dropped it, and even Luke Tasker couldn't catch some of the balls. I can imagine how Brandon Banks was feeling when he was injured and had to leave the game. I feel bad for him. We had a good season, but congrats to Zach Caleros. He did it for Winnipeg. We have a lot to be thankful for, and I won't put this team down. I've seen Dane Evans in tears, but he plays with heart, and he has a lot to be proud of and uh, what we have accomplished. Rick, it's been a pleasure once again to listen to all your broadcasts. We have a lot to be thankful for and look forward to next year. Player of the game, Zach Caleros. I always liked him as a quarterback. It doesn't sad, makes me sad. I guess I just wish it was a closer score, that email from Allen. Philly writes, uh, hi, Rick. Oh, well, what else needs to be said? While I don't want to tarnish Winnipeg's win with excuses, I blame the curse of McMahon Stadium for this one. Other than Sutton, Harulahu, and maybe Addison, this Ticats team just look like out of sorts from start to finish. Worst game of the year in my estimation, especially the defense. Who were those imposters out there anyway? Can't help but think this personal house of horrors for the Ticats wasn't, in fact, in their heads when things got off to a rocky start, even though the opponent was not Calgary. Heck, we even had Andre Pruel on our side, LOL. And then the entries. OMG, when have you seen it that bad during the season? Maybe it was an ominous sign at the beginning of the telecast when they flashed both teams' Grey Cup droughts. They had Winnipeg's correct at 28 years, but Hamilton's at 20 which was incorrect. Actually, no, it is 20. Uh, but not to despair for us Ticats fans, I fully expect the team to be playing on Sunday, November 22nd, 2020 at Mosaic, this time with Masoli behind center and bring this elusive Grey Cup home already. Oh, player of the game one last time. How about everyone connected to this Ticats team, players, fans, Tim Hortons Field Stadium, uh, workers, even radio personalities like yourself, Rick. And of course, I have to include Mr. Caretaker. Bless you. Great show as always. Talk to you next year. Oski wee wee and keep the faith. Let's go. You know what? Let's take a break and we'll come back with Jason, Brian, and Rod. Gentlemen, stay on the line. We're going to take your calls. We've got more emails, tweets, Facebook messages as well. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Analyzing another gridiron battle. You're listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Rick Samprin here. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Blue Bombers 33. Tiger Cats 12, no one, not even sure the Blue Bombers and their fans saw a game like this coming. But for the first time in 29 years, Winnipeg are champions, Grey Cup champions. The party in Winnipeg, as you can imagine, as it would have been here, is going to be just amazing, I I would assume, if you are a Bombers fan, of course. Uh, but nothing but tears and uh, memories of what had been an exciting regular season and, uh, well, playoff run up until this point for the Tiger Cats. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Rod. Hey, Rod, how are you? I'm fine, Rick. Well, not really. <laughs> no, I know I know what you mean. Uh, all of the things that, uh, or some of the things that have been said, I, I wanted to say with regard to the offensive line, defensive line, but I, I want to bring something else up here that I think is, to me, very disappointing. Uh, I really thought that the Hamilton Tiger Cats, as you probably did too, were going to win this game. Uh, they didn't. But it, w- what we have here is since 2010 to now, 2019, about approximately 10 years. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have been in the Grey Cup three times. That's almost, you know, one-third, a little less than one-third of the Grey Cups that have been played. Hamilton have been in them, but they've lost. And if we go back to 1950 until the present, 
Um, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have been in 21 times. They've won eight, and they've lost 13. And to me, um, uh, if they had won one of those games, for example, uh, from 2010 on, uh, I would have felt a little better. But it, they almost seem to be, uh, with regard and all due respect to the Buffalo Bills and the, and the Super Bowls of many years ago, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have a lot of difficulty when they play in the Grey Cup. For whatever reason, I don't know. But for me, that that's the most disappointing part of it, is, is the record that they have uh, of the lack of wins uh, in the Grey Cup uh, over the, the past, well, since 1950, as I mentioned, and certainly in this decade, being in almost three of nine, actually three of ten, and they lost all three. So historically... Uh, they're now, I believe, eight and thirteen as the Tiger Cats, yeah. uh, and five and three as the Tigers. Yes, I think so. Yes. So, yeah, nothing to write home about when it no, comes to no, the championship is, game. This, this was, if there was to be a season, it, it seemed to me, with the record that they have, or had in this past season, that this was the one. I think a lot of people felt that way that when they went into this game. It was going to be their game to win. They defeated Winnipeg twice in the regular season, um, and it just didn't work out. And everybody has said what they wanted wanted to say up to now. But to me, and I'm repeating myself, is the record. Their record in the Great Cup is extremely disappointing, and it must be very disappointing to the fans of the the Tigers, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Wildcats, because I go back a number of years and um, it's very disappointing from that aspect. Not just today's game, which was, which was, as you said, shocking. But what is disappointing is what I've already explained. And that's the part I have really difficult time um, uh, coming to grips with, is the number of times they've lost in the, in the, in the, uh, the Grey Cup. Yeah. Do you have a player of the game tonight, uh, Rob? Well, obviously, uh, Harris uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I can't really put my finger on any of the Tiger Cats. Uh, I will say this, um, I I always was a real supporter of Tasker, but in the playoffs, I've noticed that Tasker is not up to uh, the the way he has played in the past, and I'm not sure what the problem is there. Well, I know he's had some injury history. Tonight uh, was not a good game for him uh, either. I think he had one catch on four targets. He had a a couple of drops, but, uh, you know, overall, they just not had, uh, they just did not have a very good game tonight. They did not have it, and it'd be interesting for Bill Kelly to come back, you know, going out to that Grey Cup game as one of my sons who went from Kelowna, British Columbia, uh, and one of our granddaughters to the game um, and spent a a considerable amount of money with WestJet (laughs) charging quite a bit of money to go 50 minutes up and down from Kelowna into into Calgary. I can just imagine how disappointed he is and uh, one of our granddaughters, going to that game and seeing the Tiger Cats play the way they did. Well, maybe they can go to next year's game and uh, and they'll win it all. Uh, we said that back a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes, we did. Rod, the pr- best, appreciate you the call. Do, Take you care. You do a great job. Keep up the good work and uh, we will hope for the best in the future. But but the record they have in, in the Grey Cup is pretty dismal. Thank you. Appreciate it, Rod. Right. <sighs> 33-12. Bombers over the Tiger Cats tonight. Winnipeg Grey Cup champions. Tiger Cats were that close. Well, until the the game started, and then 
It all went downhill from there. Angela writes, Hi, Rick, unbelievable to watch that destruction and demolition in a championship game is unthinkable. All that swagger and arrogance from everyone on this team acted as fuel for the Bombers. Was Mr. Lawrence on the field tonight? Congratulations to Osh. This guy is a great motivator and has gained my respect as the year went on. So this will be an eye-opener moving forward for this team and hopefully a lesson learned in summarizing this season. A C, player of the game, O'Shea, and La Police, I'm out. Ange, I'm, I don't necessarily think I'd give the Tiger Cats a C this season. I think I would give them an A. I would give them an F in the Grey Cup, but overall the season was an A. You win 15 games, perfect at home, uh, 11 and 2 with your backup quarterback up until tonight. Uh, that's a pretty darn good season. Uh, Tom writes, tonight's display clearly proves what my wife always says. It's not how many games you win, it's which games you win. Thanks for a great fifth quarter season, Rick. Email from Tom. Uh, this one from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Greetings, Rick. Like all other Ticats fans, it was a big letdown losing tonight. Yes, our guys fell flat. Winnipeg wanted it more, came out of the gate with pedal to the metal. But as we go into the offseason, I will reflect back on the great season we had and will enjoy watching games over and over on my PVR, except this one. It will take time to get over this defeat, but as fans, we will and look forward to next year. Many thanks to you, Rick, for the fifth quarter and look forward to listening next year. Player of the game, 33 Winnipeg. That would be Andrew Harris. Best regards, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Back to the phones we go. Jason's on the line. Hey, Jason. How you doing, Rick? I don't know. I'm uh, befuddled. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer you up, and I'm gonna cheer up all the Hamilton Ticat fans and the city of Hamilton and Ticats all over. Okay, three, There's two, one, go. Saying. There's a famous saying by Nietzsche: "Whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stronger." And you know what? The Ticats to go to the Grey Cup with Dane Evans. That's phenomenal. That's fantastic. I remember the last time I called, I might have alluded to that, but. Uh, uh, Brandon Banks going down. You know what? He's, he deserves a uh, medal of courage in the NFL, the Purple Heart, and all kinds of decorations. I'm going to say the Ticats um, did exceptionally well overall. Uh, the ending's not what we wanted, but there's always next year. And uh, it was a classic case of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it just happens that the Hamilton Ticats got Lancastered. You know, that's a joke. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but anyways, to make light of it, uh, I'm proud of the Thai Cats and the staff and um, Tim Hortons Field. I had um, some of my uh, housemates here go down to uh, the game uh, to check it out today, which is pretty cool. And uh, I think they had some fun, even though the result was. But I just want to say, uh, Rick Zappert, I'm doing awesome, and I'm just I, I'm looking forward to calling in your shows next season. And I just want to send my best to the CHML staff and everybody in. Uh, everybody out there, and to my family. And uh, it's always fun calling in, and uh, go Ticats, go. And I had my gear on today, buddy. I was outside, everything. So I did my rounds, went to church today, and it was beautiful. And I just want to say, go Ticats, go. They're still my guys. They're still my team. They're my troops. Th- Jason, thanks for the call. We will chat with you in the off season and uh, in, the, uh, in the 2020 season. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Now we got the hockey and uh, the rest of the uh, other stuff going on, so it's not it's not over yet, man. It's not over yet. It's never ending. Thank you, Jason.
Uh, tweet from Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Love the handle, by the way. Uh, outplayed and outcoached today. Some things need to be answered during the offseason by this 15-3 and team. Uh, Simon B. says, The Ticats came in thinking it was going to be another easy game blowout. Win by 40. No intensity on both O and D lines were dreadful, so couldn't get any offense or defense. Hopeful we will complete the final step next year. Richard says, player of the game, Jalen Acklin. He looked impressive, just not their day today. Sometimes you can't figure out the other team on the day. Hope everyone is back next year. We will learn from this experience and win it next year. And that's the hope. When you don't win, the hope is they'll be back. But we know in sports, that's never the guarantee. No one is guaranteed that you'll go back to the big dance and win. Or go back to the big game, period. Previous to this year, the last time the Ticats went to the Grey Cup was 2014. Do we have to wait five more years or more to get back? Well, only time will tell. Brian is on the line calling into the fifth quarter. Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Uh, yeah, one of those games. I, I, look, we, we haven't had it in a while, have we? Just take your blood pressure medication and or a nice beer and settle down, man, because the fix is in for next year. You think so? Oh, absolutely. The game's here in, Tr- in Hamilton next year. No, it's in Regina. Uh, okay, the year after, right? Oh, now we got to wait two years? Come on. Hey, listen, man, you're young. I'm not. I'm 71. Well, hey, you still got time on your side. I still plan to take my vitamins and get to that point. The other thing I want to say is uh, I went to the, uh, the Fog Bowl. And I went to... A in in, uh, in 62? Yes. Wow. And uh, it tells you how ancient I am, Rick. Come on. But the Ticats find a way to win, and they find a way to do the job. Tonight was... Far be it for me to be a cynic, but if I were to say the fix is in, I, I that wouldn't exceed my beliefs. Tonight, it was supposed to be Winnipeg, so okay, good, take it away. We'll see you next time we're here. But we've got a we've got the nugget of a great team here. We've got a quarterback, we've got running backs, we've got a defense, we've got a coach. We are not going away soon. And uh, by the way, Rick, I want to thank you for your great coverage and your great loyalty to Hamilton, because what makes this team and this city great is we all believe in the best. Well said. Brian, do you have a player of the game tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Zach. I, I got to love the guy. I felt bad when he was turfed out of here. I felt bad when he got hit by Simone. And uh, God bless him. He uh, he, he uh, prevailed. Well, I appreciate the call, Brian, and have uh, an enjoyable evening and uh, uh, a great week and a great offseason. Thanks, Rick. I'm just hoping to be alive tomorrow, you know. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Have a good one. Hey, Rand, good, good going. That was Brian with the call of the night. And, you know, it's just one of those games or, or one of those days. The Ticats don't play particularly well. They lose the Grey Cup to Winnipeg 33-12. Facebook is done. The, uh, <laughs> the broadcast live recording result has just ended as the battery has died on my uh, 
device. That's tremendous. I should mention that Chris Matthew, he's a Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers fan. And uh, I don't know if you know the story, but 18 years ago, Chris Matthew made a bet or made a promise that he would not wear pants until the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won the Grey Cup. uh, Technical producer Mark Panopoulos is chuckling in the... uh, in the room there, but it's true. 18 years ago, he said, I'm not going to wear pants until the Bombers win the Grey Cup, and the Bombers have won the Grey Cup, and uh, now he gets to wear pants. So uh, at least we can be happy for Chris Matthew. One more break, and we'll come back with the final segment on the final fifth quarter show here on 900 CHML. What's gnawing at you? This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. 33-12, the final score, Winnipeg Blue Bombers beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Grey Cup 107. A uh, The word that keeps coming back into my mind is shocking. Shocked. Not, not shocked that the Bombers won, because I thought this would be a very close game. Shocked that, yeah, it was not a close game at all. 8-3 after the first, 21-6 at halftime for Winnipeg, 27-12, and 33-12, the final score. At no point in tonight's ball game did the Blue Bombers trail. They did not have to face adversity. The Ticats did and just couldn't get over it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to call in on the final fifth quarter of the season as the Ticats will have to regroup and now have all off-season long to think about what could have been. Lisa's called into the program. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Nope, and she's gone. What happened to Lisa? Did I hang up on her? Lisa, if I did, I apologize. Please call back. We'll get you on right away. Richard tweets, I have had a smile on my face all season long. You can't take that away from me. Rick Samprin postgame shows were fantastic. Great job as always, Rick. Thank you. Richard, for that tweet. Jerry says, WTF, what a train wreck got destroyed in coaching in both lines. There were no excuses. Six turnovers and seven sacks, none from us. Evans looked horrible, as did Laurent, Simone, and Tuggle play or run away from the screen after a handoff. Let's sign Masoli, new OC and DC. And Vooch, with a couple of O's in there. Says based on tonight's performance, our offensive line couldn't be bouncers at Hess. Hashtag shameful. Hashtag revolving door. Well, that might be the most creative tweet of the night. That's for sure. All right, Lisa's back. Lisa, you're on the show. Sorry to hang up on you the first time. Oh, that's okay, Rick. I apologize. I um I uh, um I um forgive you. <laughs> okay, I, pr- um, I appreciate that. What, what do you think about tonight's uh, Grey Cup game? I thought it, I thought it was terrible. It was. I, I was just in disbelief, and um, uh, I heard that somebody said they heard that some of the players stayed out after curfew last night. That somebody emailed that, and I I can't verify that. So that that might be a rumor, and and maybe that's true, but I I don't know. 
Even if that's the case, I don't think that would be a reason to play this bad in the Grey Cup. No. No. I, I just want to know how... Does anybody know how Brandon Banks' hip injury is yet? Uh, they have not announced a prognosis, no, but obviously bad enough that he couldn't come back into the game, so I'm guessing pretty darn bad. He probably broke his hip. Yeah, I don't know. If that's the case, uh, yeah, that's a long-term injury. Ho- let's hope it's not a broken hip. Yes. Lisa, do you have a player of the game tonight? Um, uh, yes, Brandon Banks. He tried very hard. He was good. And he had a great season. Most outstanding player. Lisa, thank you for the call and enjoy the offseason. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'll, I'll see you next year. You got it. Thanks for the call, Lisa. Let's go to Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you tonight? Ah, you know what? Troubled, befuddled. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm running out of words because I don't know. It, it just, I did not expect to feel like this, nor did I think all Ticats fans expect to feel like this after this I- game. I think that we should just have a day off tomorrow for the whole city. That would be swell. I think that's important. Uh, You know what? I just think it's unfortunate. Such a great season. Such a horrible game to watch. There is nothing fun to watch about it. Um, Just uh, like, you know, you look to see what were the great plays and you think back to, you know, Speedy's B's big catches in the last, uh, last game. And I didn't see any of those this game, but Next year, next year we'll get it, right? I hope so. I mean, that would be a great plan, but, I mean, nothing's guaranteed. Who knows what happens next year, right? Yeah, well, you know, I'll give it to them and, and put it in their, their job. This is the, the Ticat school for next year, right? I mean, I think I think that's something that Steinhauer, the minute they have, like, got into the uh, the change room, that would be, like, the big thing to say, okay, well, this one's done. Good job. Let's go. You know, hey, that that yeah, that's uh, exactly what we have to say. I mean, you got to put this one behind them. It's going to be a tough off season. It, uh, we know this; they have motivation in twenty twenty. That's for sure. Exactly. So we'll just have twenty twenty vision. That's what we'll go for. Right. <laughs> I love it. Who's your player of the game tonight? I just want to give a shout out to Brian. He's my caller of the game tonight. Alrighty, sounds good. Thanks, Kathleen. All right, thanks. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell. Anthony with the email. Well, Rick, when I emailed you earlier today, I thought we would win without a question in my mind. Boy, was I wrong. Winnipeg did to us exactly what we did to Edmonton last week. Within the first five plays, two turnovers, but this time it was against us. The tone was set early by Winnipeg, and we just couldn't match it. But all in all, what a season. Best record 15-3, and an outstanding 10-0 at home with Tim Hortons Field drawing its biggest crowds yet. Here's hoping everyone that got injured is all good to go for next season. I hope we can keep this same core group together for next year, as this year our team was lights out with one minor hiccup today. Oski Wee Wee, great season. Hats off to Orlando, Banks, Lawrence, and most of all, Dane, we all thought it was over, but when you showed us, even backups can be stars. Thanks again, Tiger Town. Ed writes, hi, Rick. Where were the Ticats? This was not the team we watched all year. Someone has to win and lose in a championship, but this was a blowout. We had a good year, but this is disappointing. Hamilton did not play as they did all year. Oh, well. Not to get too drawn or down too much to spoil our otherwise great year. 
next year. Maybe the difference between the bomber team we beat all year was Caleros. Zach is an all-star QB, and he was the difference. Good for Zach. He has had a terrible career. Bad luck and good for him. I still want Masoli, Evans, and Watford for Hamilton. And good for Streveler. He was considered a dog QB and carried the bombers in their dark days through his injuries. Congratulations to Winnipeg. The better team won. Let's not stew in our juices. We have the core of a great team. And there is next year. I'm disappointed, but what the hey. Uh, uh, one other point. Now he's okay. He's going into some things that I don't really want to repeat on the air. Uh, all the best, Ed. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that because the other part doesn't really make any sense or do anybody any good. Well, I'll say this. You know, 15 and 3 is nothing to sneeze at. In fact, it was the best record. For any Tiger Cats team ever. So that's something that this franchise, this fan base, this city can hang its hat on. And I know you don't win anything by winning the regular season. But it's a good launching point. It's a good stepping stone to something bigger. And and maybe this team doesn't get anywhere close to 15 wins next season. But that's okay. Let's just have them make the playoffs and have them play a lot better than they did today when it matters most. Marwan Hage tweeting into the program, We win as a family. We lose as a family. Thank you, Ticats, for a great season. You've made us all proud onwards and upwards. Congrats to Winnipeg. And Bev writes, Hi, Rick. Sorry, but guess it's on to next year. Player of the game, Dane, and all the fans... Who made the game? Well, this is it for me. Our fifth quarter fan of the night brought to you by Wizens Law is Alan. He had a number of critical things to say, but he was passionate, spoke from the heart, and really wanted his Ticats team to win this year. Sadly, they could not. Player of the game, as voted by you, the fans, Andrew Harris. And I want to thank all the fans for calling in, tweeting, going on Facebook, sending me emails, listening to the program, downloading the podcast. It was a blast, and hopefully next year we're here in the big game, and next year we win. But this year, it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats 33-12 to win the Grey Cup. Congrats to Winnipeg. For all of us here on 900 CHML, enjoy the offseason. We'll see you next time on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.